We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've got much more to discuss. Are you ready for rapid fire? Oof. I, this was a heavy hitting topic, so I'm ready to to loosen up a little bit. Well, I mean, we're really going to kind of continue the theme into rapid fire because we've been talking about what Notre Dame football would look like in three years if you were to fall into a coma tomorrow and wake up exactly three years from now in 2026. What are Notre Dame's new TV and apparel contracts going to look like? Who are they going to be with? On, bo- on each side. Um, I think in three years, Notre Dame will be 100% with NBC and 95% sure that they will be with some sort of Nike Jumpman combination. I think Nike is the front runner and Jumpman is second in line and Under Armour is third in line. So final answer, NBC for the contract, Nike for the apparel deal. I mean, just every everything that we hear sure makes it sound like they're going to be rubber stamping who they're with right now. Like NBC, like NBC seems like the bigger lock to me at this point. And, you know, they've got longer to get that deal figured out. Tommy thinks it's going to be NBC and Nike Jumpman. Uh, We're going to find out the apparel contract here pretty soon, but I would be mildly surprised if they're not still with Under Armour as well. Now, you know, we've had some speculation about is there maybe some wiggle room with the shoes and, and things like that. Um, Tyler says, what about a conference? What about it? They're not going to be in one. <laughs> if they get the TV contract, there's no reason to be in a They'll conference. They'll never be in a conference. No. The only, the only way they end up in a conference, based on the current situation, first, if, if they don't get a good TV contract, then that necessitates things but two if the ACC blows up and they can't figure out you know a a place for the Olympic sports in other words all the sports besides football to go if they can't find a home for them then that could change things but you know they're not going to be in a conference as long as they get that they've got access to the college football playoff because the playoff is expanding to 12 it's, e- it's going to be easier for them and for other teams as well 
to get into the playoff, obviously, once you go to 12. And so you've already got that access. If you get the kind of TV contract that you're looking for, then that takes care of that. You know, that's always been, you know, those have been the two, the two biggest must-haves is that, that Jack Swarbrick has talked about for years now is the TV contract and access to the college football playoff. So if you get the TV contract, you've got both of those. And as I've said a couple of times before, you got to remember, they don't have to get the $75 million per year that the Big Ten teams are getting. Because if you're Notre Dame and you're independent and you're in the college football playoff, guess what? Big Ten schools and SEC schools and Big 12 schools and Pac-12 schools, assuming any of them actually get into the playoff, they all have to share their revenue with their conferences. Notre Dame is an independent and gets to keep every cent of their college football playoff revenue. So that helps offset any money that you're not getting from a bigger TV contract with either the Big Ten or the SEC. And they're still going to get more annually than the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the ACC are going to get because they also get a share of the ACC money. So Yeah, and I think another important point is, you know, every Saturday that Notre Dame is at home, you turn your TV on and you have – you don't even need cable, you know? Like NBC is one of the most basic channels that almost every TV that every TV gets, right? Right. And so no matter where you are in the country, you wake up on Saturday and Notre Dame's playing a home football game. Guess what? You turn on NBC, Notre Dame's gonna be playing that game. Guess what? If you turn on Ohio State for their home games, you gotta have the Big Ten network, a cable subscription, some sort of, you know, something. You gotta have so much more to watch an Ohio State game. And they're not, they're not guaranteed to be on every week that they're playing at home. Notre Dame is guaranteed to be on every TV, essentially, for every home game, coast to coast, across the country. That's the national brand that Notre Dame right. wants to put out there. That's the reason why. And they're already, because of the NBC contract with the Big Ten, if Notre Dame is playing a Big Ten team, then there's a great chance that both home and away games are going to be on NBC and, you know, you've already got ESPN televising, you know, most of Notre Dame's road games or, and or Fox. So yeah, I think it's going to end up staying with NBC. Um, the, the, the shoe contract, the apparel contract, maybe a little bit more flux in there, but it sure sounds like right now things are pointing back to Notre Dame staying with both NBC and Under Armour, but I agree the shoes stink. And that's something that's got to be addressed. They've got to figure oh, out yeah. the shoe aspect of it because it's not just the cleats. Those under armor cleats are like playing in plastic, man. There is, those are bad. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What about facilities? Do you think Notre Dame will have at least broken ground on a new football facility in the next three years? I'm going to have to say no because the, the recent renovations to the stadium – I think that's got to last them X amount of years. And I think that it's going to – I don't know what X amount of years is, but I know X amount of years is definitely going to be longer than 2026. I just think <laughs> if you were going to do major improvements, it needed to be a part of the last major improvements. And so the next round of a major improvements, you're probably not going to see for another 10 to 15 years at minimum, in my opinion. They've been talking about it for a while. and I Unless did- it's a staged – kind of thing which i don't i wouldn't be privy to because i don't know the master plan right marcus freeman addressed it you know in in his rounds of speaking his one-on-ones with the media he's talked about he you know he has come out and said we, we need a we need more office space basically they need space for the staff they need space for the team to eat they need a kitchen they need all those things it's been talked about for a while though three years I'll say they've at least broken ground on something, you know, because it's it's something that that has got to be addressed. How quickly they get to it, I don't know, but three years is a lot of run up. So I'll say within three years, at least something is broken ground on a new facility. I'll say it will. Over under one half Heisman Trophy finalists for the Fighting Irish in the next three seasons. So like zero point five or one point five. I need clarification. 0.5. 0.5. So okay. it's either half. It's either one or none. Over under one half. That's right. One or none. I'm going to go over. Sam Hartman's going to be a, a finalist. Um, and I'd almost bump this to two, depending on what happens with CJ Carr. Um, but to me, one is a guarantee, two is a push. Um, so to answer your original question, I'm going to take the <laughs> over in the ha- in the 0.5. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. As well, with all these quarterbacks, I think up, one and a half would have been trickier. That's why I was getting yeah. clarification. This, if this season goes right, Sam Hartman's got a really good chance to be there, as we've talked about. Before. I think Audric Estime has a really good chance the prior year, the the year, not this year, but the twenty twenty four season. I think Audric Estime could could be that that guy, especially the young quarterback. You can kind of rely on his legs a little bit more and he's only going to get faster, stronger, better, you know, everything's going to improve in his game. So I think he's a dark horse candidate for, for the Heisman as well. I'll take him. I just, I'm still because of the stable of backs they have. And because of the fact that they're back to five guys in that room, I just don't know that, you know, again, I think Andre Gessman is going to get some yards. Yeah. But I just don't know that he's going to be able to get enough to be a Heisman guy, especially for a running back, like to be a running back, to get it, 
I mean, think of where Josh Adams was. Josh Adams got to a point, right. and then it kind of slowed down once November. Like you got to tear it up to be a Heisman finalist as a running back. Yep. Absolutely. Especially with the, the game that's played today, it's 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 more of a pass game, right? Like it's more of an air raid. It's not as much of old school, you know, right. kind of pass or, or, or run the ball as much. Again, between Hartman this year and what's coming at quarterback in the in in the next couple of years, potentially after that, I agree with what you're saying. I'm going to go over as well. They will have at least one Heisman finalist in the next three years. Do you buy or sell that Notre Dame will have at least one top 10 NFL draft pick in the next three years? That's a big buy for me. Um, I, Joe Alt is the obviously the name that comes to mind first. Um, and then outside of that, I, I think there's a lot of potential. Um, but what's really hard is you, you just don't know where the dominoes are going to fall in terms of the worst teams and what their kind of biggest needs and concerns are. Right. True. And so like Notre Dame could have like Tobias Merriweather could be a really good wide receiver by the time it's all said and done. But you know, what are teams comfortability with taking a wide receiver top 10 and what's the need for a wide receiver top 10? You're more, more, more likely looking at an edge rusher or a quarterback or a left tackle. And so, you know, I don't think, I don't think Sam Hartman's going to go top 10. I don't think CJ Carr and Menchie are going to go top 10 in the next, you know, three years. And so to me, you got to start looking at, you know, I don't see any linebackers going in the top 10. I think your biggest case is if Benjamin Morrison can continue what he's doing, That's he what would I was be your say. strongest prospect for another top 10 pick in the next three years. Right. Joe Walt, Benjamin Morrison, as of right now, are your two best shots in the next three three years to be there. Uh, but you also have like, you could, you know, you could say like, like Tobias as a dark horse. If, right. That know. was another guy just depending on needs again. Right. Like where do right. these teams in the top 10 stack up in terms of needs? Right. Exactly. So I think they would, you know, Joe Wald obviously gives them their best chance, but it's, it's just what you said. He's already being talked about as a first round pick, but now, to lock that down, he, he, you know, he has to have one of those dominant type seasons, you know, like a Quentin Nelson type season. Obviously, Quentin Nelson wasn't playing the same position, but, you know, look at look at Quentin Nelson and Mike McGlinchey going there, you know, where, where, where they went in the same draft a few years back, both going top 10. So so the chat is kind of talking about Blake, Blake Fisher right now. Where do you see Blake Fisher's got top 10 talent to me. I just don't think he's tapped into it yet. It's a right. matter of when does Blake Fisher want to tap into his own talent. That's exactly it. And, you know, like, will will Blake Fisher have himself in a position where even if he's not a first-round pick this year, you know, maybe he's going to go in the second round. You would think that he's not going to stick around for one more year to try to go in the first round. I completely agree, though. He's definitely got the talent. It's just a matter of the frame, the talent. Right, where he ends up. After this year, you know, basically a little bit less. I'm going to give you a year from now. I'm going to give, I'm just going to give the people something to chew on here a little bit. Uh, an extreme <laughs> dark horse case. Hear me yeah. out here. Drake Bowen is going to get moved down to Ooh. defensive end. He's going to muscle up, keep that, keep that speed off the edge. He's going to play a similar game to the Bosa brothers and he's going to land himself as a top 10 pick. 
That is my dark horse in this entire question. So you're going to make him an edge. I'm going to make him now... an edge, but I'm going to use that speed that he has off the edge because he's got the speed, obviously, because he's playing linebacker. But I think he can come down, put on a little bit more weight, you know, muscle up a little bit. And again, you don't got to be the fastest guy to play DN, but having speed at defensive end is what's going to separate you. So I think he could do it, honestly. I like that. I like that. USMA 87 says Jagasa, and and I can never remember how to pronounce his name, so I hope I'm pretty close on how to pronounce it. But, you know, he would be potentially three years from now. Probably you won't see him this year, but then you could see him the next two years. He would be draft eligible. Very good chance. But that's taking a long flyer on him at this point. But I definitely think he's got a chance to. But I like what you're saying about Bowen. That's going to be – Really interesting to see again as they continue to recruit and if they need these linebackers, you know, yeah, exactly. If they have an abundance of linebackers and an extreme need at edge, like I would you right. need a good edge player. Like it's just a staple of any good defense. You need a good edge player. Mr. 2.0 says he asked Ryan if he could play Viper. Ryan said Mike. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll see. I both of those fit him. I wouldn't have predicted Junior Tui Alamaka <laughs> as <laughs> as as a uh, a viper end necessarily i think brian said that you know he oh could michael's just out here raining on my parade i was just trying to you know that is absolutely not gonna happen just, just throwing an abstract juicy idea something for some people to chew on we'll see i mean a lot can a lot can change you know i can change for a couple of years which number is going to be greater in the next three years? Notre Dame men's basketball NCAA appearances or Notre Dame women's basketball Final Fours? Cool. It's almost like even because I think I don't think Shrewsbury makes it in this first year. I think right. the women have their strongest chance at a Final Four in recent years this upcoming year. Um, and then after that, it's hard to say. So to me, it's like, I think you can definitely get one out of each, but it's a matter of who you're going to get two out of. Do you get two mm -hmm. final fours from the women or do you get two final four appearances from the men? I'm going to, you know, ah, man, this is tough. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say the women because they're more reliable at this in my lifetime as a Notre Dame basketball fan, the women have all always proven to be more consistent. And I think that, and this isn't a knock on the women's team. I just think they are, uh, they're just in that upper echelon of elite teams. I think it's easier for the women to make it to the final four than it is for the men to make it. There's just the, the, the disparity across the men's game is, is just incredible to me. Like there are so many teams that are not equal, but they're the gap is much closer in men's basketball mm -hmm. than it is in women's basketball. So I just think for that reason, like the women making the tournament, they're almost a guaranteed lock to like the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, right? And so I, I just think it's, again, it's going to be harder for Shrewsbury to get it turned around so quickly. Um, so I think the women have uh, a, a bigger chance. Sorry for the long-winded answer, but I really had to <laughs> think through that one. No, that's okay. But, the, you know, what you were talking about is which one is going to get two. I, I think that that is it because the men are obviously farther away from the NCAA tournament right now than the women were from the final four. The women were literally just two wins away from being and their best in player the, was out. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say with <laughs> Olivia, with the healthy Olivia miles, they were a very good chance 
of, you know, one, at least being a little bit um, better seed and two, being a final four, you know, like like making a run through somebody. Although, you know, like the South Carolina that we saw out there um, once they got to the Sweet 16, that was a buzzsaw right up until they got beat. But I, I you know, I I just think the women have the better chance because of where they are right now they're they're loaded up they're ready to go i've already said final four i think is a very great possibility for this upcoming season's team and in the next three years i think that two is very realistic because you know one you've got olivia miles and, and sonia citron together for a couple of years in addition to everything else that they've got on that team you know with the freshmen and everybody else coming in so i you know i do i i, I think that within a couple of years Micah Shrewsbury will have the Irish men back in the NCAA tournament, but just how just how long is it going to take? Is it going to be like Penn State, where he got him to the tournament in year two? And remember, Penn State was a number ten seed in the Big Ten tournament that had to get to the big that had to get to the Big Ten championship game to get to the tournament. So I just think that it's the women are much closer. To being Final Four, they have those the foundational players NCAA. laid out. Right, they played together. They've right. gone through it together. Now it's this year. It's like, okay, we fully expect these kind of things. Yeah, and I could see what Michael's saying. Three years from now, the men make a run in the tournament. I could very easily see that. But it's you know what you said. I don't think we necessarily expect them to be close to the tournament this year. It's going to be, what are they next year? You know, are they how much closer are they going to be next year? Because there's very young team still. A lot to uh, a lot to prove. Fill in the blank. The Power Five conference that'll look the most different three years from now is blank. This was an easy one. The uh, the the Pac-12 will look the most different three years from now. I think that um, with with you know some of these schools leaving, uh, you're going to see an addition, and I think some other schools are actually going to start maybe dismembering. As well, I think that the answer that most people might say is the ACC, but I just think the ACC is too locked in. I, I like I think they're going to moan and groan, but at the end of the day, nothing is really going to happen. Um, I think the Big Ten is going to be relatively closed off after these additions. Um, I think the Big Twelve again, they, they're losing some schools, but they're also you know going to go through some fluctuation as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really see the Pac-12 as kind of scrambling over the next few years and getting, you know, again, maybe adding a few more teams, maybe a few more teams leave. But I just see the most shuffle within the Pac-12. Yeah, it's the Pac-12 or the Big 12 to me. And depending on how you look at it, you know, will the, the we expect the Pac-12 to look different because we expect more defections. The Big 12, the way it would look the most different is with additions like, Colorado, for example, maybe you, you know, like Utah, like, do they both come to the, to the big 12? I think it sounds like the PAC 12 is going to, you know, add kind of some mid-major, you know, like the whole thing with San Diego state. And I mean, talk about the train wreck that that's turned into San Diego state, you know, with, with the notice that wasn't a notice to leave the mountain West conference. And now they're still in the mountain West conference. And why is that? It's because the Pac-12 still hasn't figured out its media rights deal. And the Pac-12 seems to think that they are worth much more than they are actually worth. Like the TV partners and streamers are telling them, you're not worth as much as you think that you're worth, you know? And so they're not getting, you know, they've they've already promised the members 
more money, I think, than they're going to be able to deliver. And once they come back with the final number, I think you're going to see more of those teams start to leave. So I agree. I think it's the Pac-12, but the Big 12 is also going to benefit from that, you know, by, by some of those teams. I would love to see Colorado come back to the Big 12. I think that would make sense for uh, for everybody, and I think it would make the Big 12 more interesting. So I think that's coming. So I agree with what you're saying. I've got a couple here that I'm going to – at least one that I'm going to say. Did you see the one about Louisville? I actually – when you said earlier that Louisville was a 12-win team or was projected to be 12 wins, I was like, well, doesn't Louisville play Notre Dame this year? So that would make Notre Dame the underdog against Louisville in one of those three games and not the original Ohio State, USC, um, and Clemson that we talked about. Someone when brought we that up in the about chat. favorites? Yeah, and we were talking about that tweet that I sent you the other night. Because if if Louisville is projected to be a twelve win team, well, obviously, or sorry, be a favorite. That means they got to be favored against Notre Dame this season. Yeah, there, that's that's very that's a that's a very good point. Whoever picked that up, that's right. Alabama, Georgia, Louisville, Michigan, and Washington, according to Colin Wilson's Action Network power ratings, are favored in twelve games. That would mean that they are a favorite in all twelve, which would mean that there is. Well, I guess Notre Dame could theoretically still be a favorite in nine, but I can't see Louisville being a favorite in every game they play this season. Let's go back and look at Louisville's schedule here real quick. So here's who Louisville plays in 2023. You want to predict their record since, you know. (laughs) We'll add it to the queue. You want to go ahead and do it? Okay. Yeah. Sure. So they're at Georgia Tech. Okay. That's a win. I can see that. Murray State. That's a win. I can see that. Uh, at Indiana. That's a toss-up, but I'll give them a win. Sure. What happened to my FanDuel app? I'm, I'm looking for the odds. I can't find my FanDuel app. Boston College. I give them a win there. Same. At North Carolina State. That's an interesting game, especially since so many. And that is it's that is North week, Carolina State team. Yeah, and for NC State, that's the week before Notre Dame. You know, so I don't know maybe what factor that is, but I just I think that's a loss as well. I don't know how they could possibly be favored in that game. They also, of course, host Notre Dame October seventh. I don't know how. I don't know. Th- there's there's no way that Louisville is going to be a favorite in that game. Can you? I see wish that Louisville game was last year because I was in Louisville uh, that weekend last year. But <laughs> I know I don't see Notre Dame losing to Louisville, so I, that already gives them two losses on my watch. They follow that; they're at Pittsburgh. I think they can win that one. I think they can too. Pittsburgh has a huge roster turnover this season. Then they host Duke October 28th. I think that's a loss as well. Actually, I do too. I think Duke is better. Then they play Virginia Tech. I think that's a win. Two similar teams, really, in my opinion. Yeah. Virginia. Uh, I think that's a win as well. Yeah. At Miami. That's a loss. I think it's at the very least a toss-up. And then Kentucky, which was a good team last year. I think Louisville is uh, more suited for, like, do they get over eight wins this year? I know. And that's why I was looking for – I can't find my fan – I must have accidentally deleted my fan duel or something or, or offloaded it. But I just 
That's got to be a typo. That's all I can. <laughs> Unless can that's him. like his bold prediction of the year. Right. There's that means you're no winning way. the ACC. <laughs> North Carolina State, Notre Dame, Duke, Miami, Kentucky. There's no way they're favored in all of those games. Maybe he There's meant no Louisiana way. State University. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> he already had them at nine. But yeah, there's 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 at least three teams on there where I can comfortably say Louisville is not beating those teams. Right. All right. Final one tonight. Tommy Gunn said three and nine. Final one tonight. So interesting stuff going on in the social media world. Instagram oh, I just you're gonna go with the Joey Chestnut one. I'm gonna save that for tomorrow. All right, that's a better question for tomorrow. Yeah, I, think I was so, so geared up for it, though. I was going to do it tonight. I think we'll just save that for tomorrow because we can chew on that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Instagram just launched a Twitter counterpart called Threads yesterday. And Jack Dorsey, who's the former owner of Twitter, is close to launching his own new platform called Blue Sky. So we've been doing this. You wake up for a coma in three years. Three years from now, which of the three do you think more people are going to be using? Ooh, this is a tough question. I think that... And this is, you know, this isn't, this is just opinion. And this is what I've heard from other people. But Twitter is turning more into a business, in my opinion. And I think that's going to turn off a lot of people. And, you know, over the weekend, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a new like rollout that if you were, if you didn't have a verification, you could only view X amount of tweets per day. Right. If you were verified, you got to, you know, see more tweets per day. I just think you're going to see you know, more of this stuff about, you know, regulations and what used to be a very, you know, free app in terms of monetary, right? Like you didn't have to do X amount of things to get X amount of privileges. And I think that's only going to drive um, people, you know, it's going to push people the wrong way. So I, I definitely don't think it's going to be Twitter. Um, I don't think that Blue Sky will be large enough. So I think that Instagram is going to capitalize on the opportunity and be the, th the, the, the biggest social media platform in the next three years. It's really interesting. I don't know if you saw today. It took seven hours for threads to get to 10 million users. Now, it helps. Of course, they're connected to Facebook and Instagram. And anyone with an Instagram account could automatically set up a threads account with the same username and and password. It just 
set up your your account for you. Now, the downside to Threads, but uh, okay, so they Threads got to 10 million users in seven hours. It took Twitter 780 days to get to um, 10 million users, which is what? More than two years. It took Facebook 852 days. So again, using Facebook, they were able to do it. Here's the thing for me. All I want, all I want is the only reason I use Twitter is to get on there. I, I want to see a, basically a sports feed, right? I want to follow the sports people. I want to keep track of what's going on in the world of sports. That's that's all I want. All I want is a Same. feed that gives me that. That's not what I've got for the last eight months since ownership changed. I, I've said that time and again. You can talk about what well, you want this and you want this. That's all I want is a sports feed. So whichever of these platforms gives me that, that's where I'll be. The blue sky thing is really interesting because they're obviously not going to have the benefit of being connected to a place like Facebook and Instagram, like this threads had, you know, to give them the boost. But what the blue sky has is they've got the guy who was in charge of Twitter, you know, so he, you know, like knows what needs to go into this platform, you know, so he, they've got that advantage. You've already now, in less than 24 hours since the launch of Threads yesterday, you've got threats of lawsuit because, you know, Musk is saying that that um, Threads or Facebook, you know, Zuckerberg hired, you know, like former Twitter people to, to build the platform and all that. Well, I mean, he also fired those Twitter people. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and I don't know what kind of, you know, contracts they have, you know, that would prohibit them from doing that. But. I just, you know, again, all I want is the sports feed. That's what I'm looking for. Threads right now, um, there's not much there. It's like endless scrolling. You it's follow. Funny, people. I got a notification last like you night. Follow that you follow people set years up, and I was like, yeah. "What? What is this?" <laughs> and I had never heard of it before yesterday. Literally, I woke up yesterday. I read an article that this blue sky thing that Jack Dorsey is working on is in beta mode, which means it's like. They've got it behind the scenes, but you have to have an invitation to join it. So like a select few people are on this blue sky. And then by last night, uh, I saw this whole thing about threads and I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll look at it. I saw some other people were doing it. So I looked at it and it's the first I had even heard of it. And boom, they've got 10 million more. They're probably working on 20 million users at this point. But I don't know. It's not very functional right now. You can't DM, you know, like, again, like you follow people, but you basically just see all these random threads. It's not necessarily people you follow. So they've got a lot to figure out to make this a functional app. And again, all I want is a good sports feed. I don't care about the rest. I don't don't care about politics. I don't care about any of that crap. I just want a sports feed where I can follow what's going on in sports. So whichever of these three can give me that the most consistently that's where I'll be on. Two things. Okay. One, Threads got, I don't know if you saw this, Threads got the easiest, freest advertising today. Kevin Durant was on Twitter and he tweeted, hopping on the burner and going over to Threads or, you know, just something like that. You remember when Kevin Durant had all of those, like, like he got caught basically with a burner on, on Twitter, with a fake account and like defending himself and getting into arguments with people. 
Well, then he said, I'm going to take the burner over to thread. So I thought that was pretty funny, right? Second thing is a lot of people in the chat are saying is you should start your own platform of exactly <laughs> what you were talking about and just make it sports only. That might not. I mean, if I had the technology. And only people with verified sports writers and podcasters and columnists are allowed yeah. to go on. That's that's really a good idea. I wish I had both the money and the knowledge to do it. I do know people. <laughs> I was like, say Eric I know, would help you, maybe. I know. Well, but he works. Um, he works for the Zuck. My a friend of mine works for the Zuck, and he was one of the first people that I saw on Threads last night when I got on there. Ah, that so. makes sense. But again, it's like I saw him, who I don't see anywhere else. You know twirling around on threads i that's 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 not a bad idea but again <laughs> you know who we have to find we have to find our buddy russ that's true like you have real... a, a web of people that could potentially help you get it done that's true, that's true. <laughs> we have sparked a candle that's right <laughs> we'll see where it goes well i don't know if we got to 100 percent likes on this show but I, I think we deserved 100% likes. I, I thought it went pretty well myself. <laughs> you know, we had a we had a Buckeye troll in here earlier. I think we might have weeded him out at some point. He, you know, he ran out of breath Lost interest. or his fingers got tired. People weren't know. responding enough anymore. I think that's it. He stopped pushing everybody's But Were you ever on MySpace, by the way? I see some MySpace. Yeah, I was talk. on it for is like MySpace, a year. One, is MySpace two around, still around? Two, were you no. ever on it? No, it's not around second part. Yes, but mom wouldn't let me on it for the longest time. Really? Yeah. Because she thought you were going to like chase do dates or something. Do or... bad things. I don't know. You know, <laughs> get into drugs, whatever it might be. Mr. 2.0 says MySpace is still a thing. So I don't know anyone that still has a MySpace. It probably still exists if, like, if you go to MySpace.com. But I remember all going I know there is once. it created a lot of controversy, right? You could, you could. MySpace was just the, the easiest way to be petty. You'd get on, you could set like your top friends, you had a profile song. So as soon as someone clicked your profile, music would start playing. And then, you know, if you switched up your best friends, or your other best friends would text you, be like, why didn't I, why aren't I in your top three best friends anymore? Why did I move from number one to number three? Oh, you had to rank your friends on there? You could. You could have like okay. your, your top friends or whatever. Interesting. I think Facebook, or not Facebook, I think MySpace peaked with the movie Funny People, the Adam Sandler movie, Adam yeah. Sandler, Seth Rogen. I think that that was the peak with the James Taylor, you know, playing at the MySpace <laughs> event. And he was like, F Facebook and all that. Stuff. And by the way, yes, Facebook was around before Twitter. I saw somebody asking that earlier. Evan Sharpley, who I used to do some stuff, obviously former Notre Dame quarterback, I used to do some radio with Evan. I remember he told me once, cause you remember like to get in on Facebook initially, you had to be in college and you had to have a college email address to get on what they at that time called the Facebook. He told me that he was a Facebook member back in those days where it was still college people who were uh, the only ones who could get in on it. So yeah, he was, he was a, uh, a founding person or, whatever so all right well we've we've gone down that path <laughs> <laughs>
Hit the like button on your way out. We appreciate you being here tonight. Jesse, I will talk to you manana when we finish off the week with a round of Friday Rapid Fire. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Appreciate you being here. Ivy Nation Sports Talk. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.